Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. Over the next 20 minutes, our goal is to dig deeper into the themes and topics of the most recent Sunday teaching. We'll look to tackle some of the challenging kinds of questions that you may be thinking as you heard the message but didn't get the opportunity to ask the teacher at the time. This podcast works in conjunction with our weekly Beyond the Sermon devotional. If you don't receive those already, you can sign up using the link in our podcast show notes. So whatever you're doing right now, at the gym, driving, folding laundry, whatever it might be, we invite you to listen in as together we go Beyond the Sermon. Well, hey, everyone. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship at The Ridge, and I'm also your host for Beyond the Sermon. And with me today, I have Ridge Lead Pastor Mike Van Rees. Mike, welcome back. Yeah, thank you, Will. Mike, you, you spoke a bit about uh, lazy boy chairs in your message this past Sunday. I must confess, I hadn't heard of a lazy boy chair until I moved uh, to the States and have had the, the joy of being able to sit in a few <laughs> over the last 20 years or so. Um, but I know some people, you know, they have their kind of favorite chair, you know, or their spot in their house. Is that something that you have, you know, somewhere after maybe yeah. a couple of Sunday services that you like to go and take a nap? You know, well, I probably do have a favorite. There's a sofa in the basement. It's not a lazy boy. Um, nothing along those lines. It's big and it's ugly. It's old. It's got like feathers coming out of the pillows. That's probably why it's sitting in the basement. Um, Sarah mentioned not too long ago, man, we got to get rid of that. And I'm like, no, that's right. my favorite one. It's comfortable. <laughs> it's ugly, but it's comfortable. Right. It makes me kind of think of, uh, you have one in your office as well, don't you? That um, has been there for quite ugly? a while. You calling my my office sofa ugly? Will <laughs> no Many comment. Have. Didn't Sarah buy like a blanket to fit over it? Actually, <laughs> it's got a cover over it now. <laughs> it's got a cover. That's maybe saying saying something. But um, well, we were we were in in Genesis forty two and and part of forty three this past Sunday continuing our look at the life of Joseph and in many ways the the focus was on his father Jacob. You know, the green, the brothers had previously got in, in Egypt had run out and they needed to go back. But, um, you know, Joseph said, don't come back unless you bring back your your younger brother. And this was a painful decision for Jacob. You know, as uh, the younger brother, Benjamin was another favorite um, son. And so in the end, he ends up, you know, uh, letting Benjamin go and off they they go to, to Egypt and this all happens within a few verses, but as you pointed out, you know, there was great risk in Jacob, Jacob's actions. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's this chance that he could lose another beloved son uh, like he did with Joseph. So it's kind of a bit of the background of, of where we were at on Sunday. But Mike, you used this story to have us think about some misconceptions about following Jesus. Uh, one phrase you mentioned was, um, maybe people have heard this before, the safest place is to be at the center of God's will. And we only have to look at the life of the disciples to know that that's not true, actually. Um, but maybe my question is, what's so dangerous about pursuing a life of safety, comfort, and ease? You know, and why is that in such stark contrast to what Jesus calls us to? Yeah, we do see a pretty significant contrast between that, that phrase, the safest place to be is the center of God's will, and what people in the Bible actually lived and experienced. Because... Most of the stories in the Bible, when you, when you think through them, involve some form of risk and some, some form of just for the person, but really some risk 
for the kingdom, some risk for God. So that common phrase that we like to the safest place to be is the center of God's will. I could go with this. The best place to be is the center of God's will. That I think is true, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the safest place because if we're truly following Jesus and if we think through where Jesus went, what things he did and what happened to him, there's not a lot that's safe about that. Um, so I, I find for me when I get into a, a place in my life where I'm like, man, I, I'm, I'm safe. Everything is comfortable right now. Um, if I, I dial in, what I oftentimes realize, not always, but a lot of times is what's happened is I've just had that slight shift, which is easy to do, to shift into, well, I'm really living for me rather than living for him. And mm -hmm. I find that when my life is 100% comfortable in all areas, that's oftentimes a sign where God's saying, are you really living for me? Are you really following me? So you mentioned that what the, the danger that will, and I think the danger, um, it's not that we're going to miss out on heaven or, you know, salvation or anything like that. I think the real danger is we miss out on the great adventure that following Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And I think it is that. I think it's, a, it's an amazing adventure through our life. You know, um, Sometimes people will think and stereotype Christianity and say, oh, you know, it's boring. You just sit through a service, you stand up, you sit down. It's just not all that interesting. I think when, when that mind frame is there and you think that, that Christianity is boring, well, you probably haven't really tried it mm. uh, because at its core, it, it's far from, from boring. It's something that is um, really life altering to say, I am going to do something and I'm going to live in a way that's bigger than just me. And this call of Jesus to deny yourself and to follow him, um, that there's a lot that's involved in that. And I would say a lot of adventure is associated with that. You know, example, sometimes I think taking, taking risks and being open to the leading of Jesus, sometimes it's the leading, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's big things you know we can maybe all think in our lives of some big ways when we took a step and we say man that was a risk that was faith the one that i go back to is um starting the ridge i was in a position i was an associate pastor in a church that was doing just well just fine um really comfortable i had an office i had a computer you know i had mm. other staff leaving that was very uncomfortable um, and was one of the the barriers to me almost not doing that because I'm, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. This is a much safer reality than going to where I've never been before. So I think sometimes it's big things. I think it was a big thing in this passage with Jacob letting go of Benjamin and letting him go to Egypt. That was a big thing. I think sometimes though, we don't have to necessarily think it's always going to be grand and great sometimes the, the risks are little things daily things like you know i i show up late to a meeting do i tell the real reason why i was late or do do i make something up that looks good you know the adventure there of honesty and god says this is the belly of what would happen if i really try that um so big things little things um, it's both when we talk about really living the adventure of trusting the way of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Mike. 
and thanks for speaking from your experience there as well um, with the ridge. You know, I it makes me think of uh, the fact that we're made for relationship with God. We're made to know Him primarily. You know, that's that's what we're made for. We're made by Him and mm -hmm. for Him. And so often, the places that we get to know God the most are in the places where we step out. You know, in faith, we put our hand in His and we trust Him. And like any human relationship you know, relationship is built over the course of probably a lot of experiences, you know, of, of building up trust, of trusting in the other person and learning their, you know, who they are and their character. And I think it's similar to a relationship with God, you know, where we, where we're building um, our faith in who he is. And yet so often we only are able to plumb the depths of who he is when we're in those places of faith and risk and having to really lean on him. And, and I think that's part of the reason why we're called into adventure. Actually, there's, there's, there's no doubt there's a, a purpose piece there of accomplishing God's will, you know, whatever it is calling you into, but then there's also this formation piece where God is, is changing us uh, in the midst of the adventure, you know, to be, yeah. <laughs> to become more yeah, and more like Jesus so it's not only about accomplishing God's will, it's about him uh, changing us as well into his likeness. And yeah. if we put all that, you know, to the side and pursue just a life of comfort and ease, we're, we're probably not going to grow very much, you know? Yeah. So well, well put. You miss, it, miss out on a deeper relationship with God, miss out on some ways that he wants to shape and change us. So, yeah. Yes. Right. So how do we get past that often, you know, kind of deep desire really just for safety and comfort? I mean, so often, especially in the suburbs, Mike, being completely mm -hmm. honest, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's easy to want to just pursue that and, you know, nice home, nice lawn, you know, <laughs> kids in the in sports and, you know, just, and not, not that there's anything bad with those things, but sometimes we can just get tied up in a life of just kind of comfort and ease. So how do we get yeah. past that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, your question, it makes me think a little bit, Will, and um, I'm wondering if we do get past it in terms of the desire. I'm not sure. Um, mm -hmm. I, th I think in terms of the desire, that desire for comfort, if I, if I just use, I'm not going to make a big theological gener generalization here, but if I'm speaking from my personal experience, I don't think that the desire for comfort has disappeared for me. I still have that. I still desire to have comfortable, risk-free safety. It's because it's easier. So I, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't say that I think the desire goes away as much as we're presented with choices. Um, mm. And we do have choices to be able to, to take and to say, well, which path am I, I going to take on this one? So for me, I think it, it does help to recognize and to be aware of that desire and to know that there's going to be a pull. Uh, I'm going to have in my life a gravitational type of pull toward comfort um, and culture into that. I think marketing, advertising feeds into that. And there is a part of me that is drawn to that. Um, but to, to remain aware, the call of Jesus is different than that. That doesn't mean there aren't 
comforts that we can enjoy. But if we say, what's the core calling of Jesus? The core calling is different. It's not to have at the center of my life, this pursuit of the American dream of, of living a high comfort life, but to follow him. And, and for me, I think that's one of the reasons why it's important to immerse ourselves in the Bible on such a regular basis, because when we do, we realize we, we get exposed to a life that's very different than maybe the average life today. It's easy to compare to, well, what everybody's doing today. Well, look what Jesus was doing. Look where we, he went. Look at what he did. Look at how he lived. And when we look at him, we realize, well, he didn't use his power for himself, right? He used it to bless others. Um, so keeping our eyes and our focus on him, I think that that really um, changes, changes our perspective. Yes. And Mike, you had a couple, you had a few just kind of practical next steps for folks, you know, suggestions of what that could actually look like, you know, if looking to take some steps in the next week of stepping out beyond, you know, your comfort zone, what are some kind of everyday examples that you could give? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Get to some real practical applications of it. And there could be a whole lot of them. So one, I just encourage people to listen to you know, the prompting of the spirit. I think sometimes you'll, you'll experience that and you'll recognize it when you hear it. But some, some things that come to mind would be the, the idea of opening up, being vulnerable, being transparent, sharing an area of struggle or of sin with another person. Relationships grow deep um, when we're transparent with one another. So I mean, that'd be an area of risk. Um, the concept of getting involved. Sometimes it's easy to see church as a service that we, we go to. That's really not even close to the fullness of what Jesus calls the church. And I encourage you to say it's really about relationships. Maybe it's a risk to join a group or join a class or join some kind of a serving team. There are lots of opportunities um, sharing what Jesus has done in my life. You know, we don't have to beat anybody over the head with, with evangelism, but just to share, here's what's happened. Here's how I've experienced him. Um, for some, if you're in a, in a hard season, it can be a real risk to make an appointment to say, I really think I need to get some help. I need to go talk to a Christian counselor. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, we, have, we just had this week a group of people from the church come back from Belize. I, that that's a risk to say, I'm going to make a commitment, you know, this upcoming year, I'm going to get involved in some kind of a mission trip, um, mm. risk involved in that obedience, right? Obedience is one where trusting God, even when we don't feel like it, a lot of obedience, I would classify as risk volunteering, sharing, uh, of our resources, of our wealth, inviting someone to church or vacation Bible school, um, standing firm when you hear all beliefs that just maybe are you, you think are not popular but are mm -hmm. from God standing firm on the values of the Bible take risk those are there, there's risk really involved in a lot of the dynamics of what it means to be following Jesus yeah I love that Mike I think those are really um, I'm sure you know different ones resonate with different people but I love the kind of the fresh opportunity to ask that question you know where am I stepping out in faith and in, in my life you know at what in, in God and you know there's there's going to be bigger moments in our lives where it feels like big steps of faith you know I, I think of uh the 15 years being I've been married and 
some of those big steps into you know the music side of things with Rand Collective, uh, moving out east of Virginia, coming here to the Ridge. You know, there's those big moments where you feel like the Lord is leading in a particular way, and there's risk involved. You know, is this you're stepping out and making a move? And yet, as you've just described, there's lots of smaller steps and perhaps more everyday steps that we can take where the Lord is inviting us to say, you know, trust in me. You know, I, I, I can strengthen you. I can lead you. Um, and especially, you know, stepping into community with other people. We always encourage people to take that step into a community group, you know, and, and walk with Jesus alongside others. But there's risk involved in that. You know, there's risk involved in being vulnerable. But again, we're not doing it alone. You know, the Lord does not call us and abandon us, abandon us, you know. Um, so we have that reassurance of his presence with us as we go and the empowering of his Holy Spirit, which is a wonderful thing. So, uh, well, Mike, thank you again for your time uh, today. And uh, always good to have this time just to unpack uh, your, your messages and want to thank you for listening today. If you haven't already, be sure to check out our perspectives class uh, that starts up August 21st. Uh, the goal of the class is to, to kind of give students a clear understanding of God's mission to bring the gospel to all nations. So if that interests you, uh, be sure to check it out on our Ridgeview page on the church website. Uh, so thanks again for joining. I hope you'll join us next time on Beyond the Sermon. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week. I want to mention one last thing before we go. Our heart at the Ridge is to help people grow in their relationship with God. There are so many ways to get connected into what can be life-changing environments for you and your family. The best way to keep in touch with all that is happening is through our website, ridgelife.org, but also through our weekly e-news. You can sign up to receive this directly to your inbox using the link in our podcast show notes. Finally, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to share with friends or family. We hope to catch you next time on Beyond the Sermon.